What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline, presented by Baseline Times Media. I am your host, Chevy, as usual, um, coming at you guys for the fourth consecutive week. We're going to introduce some MLB talk in this episode. So pretty much we've kind of walked through basketball, football, baseball, MMA. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine, great, awesome MLB contributor to Baseline Times, uh, Greg Huss. He'll be joining me here shortly to speak about the um, scandal that's going down in baseball right now. Um, He's a writer for the Cubs Insider. He also is host of the Growing Cubs, a Chicago prospect podcast. While he is a Cubs fan, this is this guy is really knowledgeable about the MLB, in my opinion. Um, and also, I'm excited to have him on board here. Without further ado, let's let's get into the show. To see something like that, it's 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 damaging to baseball. Um, you know, it, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. Um, you know, it's it's wrong. They're, they're messing with people's careers. Um, you know, I know we're all competitive and we're all we're out there competing, but there's right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. And uh, I 100% disagree with the way they did it. Um, He's a writer for the Real Cubs Insider, host of Growing Cubs, a Chicago prospect podcast, but also good friend of mine, Mr. Greg Huss. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm I'm excited to be back and and uh, working with you a little bit on ba- through baseline times, I know that I was able to to kind of contribute with you a couple, I guess, a couple of years ago now, and and excited to be kind of back with it a little bit, uh, helping you out here, and uh, kind of moved on to like you said, working with growing Cubs, and it's a very specific like Cubs, Chicago Cubs prospect podcast, right? But I'm excited to talk a little bit more about MLB today, right? Yeah, man. Um, you know. A lot's been going on. A lot of talk. The MLB is, is in the news. Like, they're in the news. Um, I know we're associating with the Cubs, but I, we, I really respect and appreciate your knowledge. Uh, you and, and shout out to Bobby, man. Bobby, we're going to get him on one of these days together. But oh, yeah. you guys, I think you guys are great at what you do. And, and people really ate up your material. So um, that, that shows enough proof to me. So I'm glad to have you back on here and, you know, future episodes down the road for baseball talk. It's right around the corner for you guys. I, mean, I know that. So. I'm looking forward to hearing some things from you. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're here to talk about a scandal. Ironically, like, <laughs> I mean, Coming we're, in hot, right? we're we're here to talk about a scandal. That's I mean, this thing is really I, I need to educate myself. So I'm going to bring you on to, um, you know, just to kind of see what's going on. But wow, I mean, the Houston Astros, man. I mean, Houston Astros are something, it, man, right? I mean, been, like we, we don't talk about I mean, I feel like I feel like baseball is kind of going um in the direction of not as many people in like the general public are talking about major league baseball but this is something that kind of like everybody's talking about. like yeah. lebron came out and tweeted about tweeted about, about baseball the other right. day right like everybody's talking about this and uh it's just kind of it, it's for <laughs> they say that that there's no such bad thing there's no such thing as bad publicity right but um man this is some bad publicity right <laughs> yeah i mean but and sometimes it, it can't it can draw the attention now everybody's going to kind of focus around the whole season what and the matter of fact of a lot of what these guys are saying some of the other players i mean we'll get into that a little bit here um but kind of first to start off so i you know i, I heard about a little bit I, I kind of honestly took a little like took a little lightly it's like okay they said something about them cheating there's some investigation going on blah 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 um kind of walk us through like 
as a casual fan, someone who doesn't really understand, like, how can you cheat on baseball? You see, like, there's like those videos, the memes about banging on trash cans, something about a buzzer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and like a, maybe like a summary, like, what? Well, how is this considered cheating? What? what from, like, a, yeah. yeah. What? What? What is it? How? How can you cheat in baseball besides taking yeah, steroids? So, <laughs> so I mean, I, so we're talking the the Houston Astros sign stealing scandal, right? And and we talk about stealing signs a lot in baseball, right? That isn't that stealing signs isn't a new thing in baseball at all. I mean, but a lot of times when you're talking about teams stealing signs, you're talking about um, a guy out at second base that is um, when his team's hitting, he's, he's, he's a base runner in second base. And he's like looking in at the, the signs the catcher's giving in there. And from second base, he can kind of see those signs and he gives some sort of indication to the batter, like what the pitch is going to be because he can see the catcher's signs. That's like a normal like sign stealing, and and it, typically that's accepted in baseball. That's not a that's not a crazy thing. That's not something people blow out, up about. But uh, this is like taking the Houston Astros took that just to the complete next level, and they've incorporated cameras and trash cans and computer systems and all these different things. And so basically, what the Astros were doing, they started in 2017, the year they won the World Series, and. Uh, allegedly continued on in 2018 and 2019 what they were doing was that at their home park they had a camera set up in the outfield out past the outfield fence they had a camera set up and it was aimed towards the catcher so that that camera was picking up the signs that the catcher was giving um inside the clubhouse like back where the 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 locker rooms of the of the baseball stadium there was someone out there um, on a computer that's getting the feed from those cameras out in center field and so what he's able to do is see what those signs are going to be. And he can immediately relay that information onto the, the batters on his team. And the way they did it a lot, that's where the, the trash can banging comes into play, is that he would see, oh, this is going to be a curveball. Oh, this is going to be a changeup because I'm looking at it through this camera into the catcher. And if it was a changeup, the um, players in the dugout would bang a trash can one time. If it was a curveball, they would bang it two times. If it was a fastball, they wouldn't do anything with the trash can. So the player up to bat, the, the player batting, he'd be in there and he would hear the trash can bang two times. And so he would know that it'd be a curveball or you know it'd be a changeup. And because of that, he could just sit on that pitch and know that the curveball is coming. And when you know the pitch is coming, when you know what pitch is coming, it makes hitting 10 times easier because that's half the battle. When you're hitting, half the battle is being able to actually hit the ball, um, having the skill to do that. And the other half is being able to identify what pitch is coming. And when you already know what pitch is coming, it just makes it 10 times easier, you know? Right. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, so let me ask you this. I'm thinking about this. You're talking about the banging. Nobody really kind of picked up on that, like opposing teams, coaches. I mean... Was that something that's really hard for people? If somebody kept banging on trash cans, I mean, at some point I'm going to be like, Someone's wrong with you guys out there. Like, why are you guys banging on trash cans? You know, yeah, so I, I think from like a casual fans perspective, right. That it, it was something that we didn't really pick up on just because when we were watching the broadcast, there's a lot of sounds going on in the, in the crowd and right. a lot of things you're listening to, but for players, especially for the, for the players that know what to listen for, it's probably a whole lot easier. And I know that it's come out more recently after all like the allegations have come out and the, the punishments have come down and we'll get into that later. But when all of that's happened, um, it, it's been clear that the opposing players and opposing teams and coaches and, and other players have known this is going on. This is something they've brought to the attention of 
Rob Manfred of the of the MLB commissioner like many times that they think the Astros were cheating. And it just kind of got pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. And it kind of just came to a head this offseason. Right. I mean, that, that that was my first thing was like this, you know, if I, like you said, everything's going on in the, the, the broadcast. You can't really pick up on it. Um, that was one of the things I thought about. It's like, you know, if you start hearing things getting banged around, it's like, all right, well, what is wrong with you guys in that dugout down there that you're making all this noise? But I guess, you know, you kind of get do do get lost in the game in the front of the pitchers while you're looking at what's going on. You're looking at the pop flies, where the ball's going. So you kind of get lost in the game itself. So I can understand that. Um, with this being said, what, how do you feel about this as a baseball fan? If you, if you played baseball, you like, I know you said that it does give, it makes it a little easier to swing at the ball. You know, what's coming, which I can agree with. You feel like it's, it's definitely an advantage or at some point, maybe the lack of skill from the other team, or maybe, skill from the Astros at least prevailed a little bit or yeah, just, I, it, it completely I, I, like this is like a no-no this should never happen in baseball like I mean it yeah, shouldn't I, but you know what I mean like it yeah it, I mean it's one of those things where it's it, it just completely changes the game like I you look at the Astros and they won the World Series that year that they were doing all this stuff in 2017 like yeah they have like they have really good players on their team but after knowing that they've done this it makes you kind of question how good those players actually are you know like they like they, yeah, I true. thought they've been good players and the and the lineup stacked, but like how stacked is it really if you if you know what pitches are coming, right? I mean, there's been several players that have come out and like major league players and, and big time players like Chris Bryant's come out and said stuff and and Mike Trout has and Cody Bellinger, like big time names. And they're talking about how, hey, if if I knew what signs were coming, like I'd hit double the amount of home or if I knew what pitches were coming. I hit double the amount of home runs. Like if I, I'm a guy that hits 30 home runs in a year, right. if I know that a curveball is coming, like I want to hit 60 home runs a year. Like this is something that makes that much of a difference. And it's like, it's pretty crazy to think about, but like you have, if you look at this from like a perspective of one of these hitters and these guys have less than a second between when the pitcher releases the ball to when the ball gets to the catcher's mitt, right? Like it's, it's like less than half a second from, from pitcher's hands to catcher's mitt. And in that amount of time, batters need to identify where the, where the pitch is going and what the pitch is, what kind of movement it's making, how fast it's going to be coming at you. Like all those things need to be determined. And if you have to take, if you can take out one of those elements, if you can know exactly where the ball is going and what movement it's making, like that's, that just makes life a whole lot easier on you. It's just one less thing to worry about in that 0.5 seconds that the ball travels to the plate. Right. Speaking of um, players and then their comments. So what do you think about Nick? Mark Hackett, his, his comments, so, quote, it's anger. I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating. It's wrong. They're messing with people's career, careers. How do you, like, how do you, like, just that and everything else that's going on, um, I mean, how, how do you feel? Well, how do you feel? You Are you feeling the, the anger with the players as well? Mark Hackett wasn't screwing around, was he? Like, he, like, came out, he's like, yeah, what, what did he say? He was, he said that they deserve beatings yeah, over there. I mean, like, beating. He, every he single guy. <laughs> I mean, and, and, that's a little extreme. I, I mean, I don't like, he's just going to the next level, but like all these guys are pissed. Like all of these, these major league players are coming out and both pissed at the Astros. Right. And at Rob Manfred for like the lack of punishment that was handed down to the Astros and the players, right. They're, they're, they're upset just because it, it's something that by these players kind of doing this and, 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 and being cheating, I, they're, they're, they're cheating. It, it's just taking away the ability for other players to be good. I know that, there's a there's a lawsuit out there um, from Mike Bolzinger, um, who was a pitcher for the for the Blue Jays back in 2017. Right. 
and um, he came up and he was he was called up by the by the Blue Jays, and he's kind of like a fringe type pitcher, like not not great, not not bad, like he's just kind of like one of the last guys on the roster. He came up and made a start against the Astros, and he got shelled. Like they they scored like ten plus runs off of him, like they killed him, and now he's suing the Astros and suing Major League Baseball because. Um, he was a re- after that game he was released and he hasn't been back in baseball since so it's right. one of those things where like they took away his career because they were cheating you know it's a big deal and the players recognize that and it, it sucks from a fan's perspective too you know yeah i i think um you know i heard on a radio show too uh, about a couple of days ago was like the, the over the future impact that the players had right so it's like you know p- performance wise it looks like if you're cheating and we beat you, we beat you up pretty bad. Like, okay, we're the Astros and we're beating you up pretty bad. It's not going to look good for if you're on a contract year, right? So, you know, yeah. it did it did impact future contracts. And, and I think that's a sad part. Like, that's really the part where I started to think, I'm like, wow, like, okay, whatever. You know, in baseball, you know, just kind of being a general fan and not, not an, an avid mm-hmm. baseball fan. It's like, there's got to be some kind of skill to hit the ball regardless. That's my impression. But at the end of the day, yeah. if it does make a big difference, like you say, and I'm going to, you know, obviously trust your word as a, the greatest baseball fan in the world. You are, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. to me, it's, it's incredible. Like it has such a now impact, a back then impact and a future impact. It's that, that is crazy. That, that right there is, I, that kind of blew my mind. So it's like, man, now guys aren't getting contract play contracts or they're out of the league mm-hmm. because they just didn't seem to to match up against yeah. cheating. Like that's not fair, man. That's yeah. the wrong well, part. And that, that's kind of why this has exploded too, right? Like, I, cause even like, I, I thought the same way you did at first, like when this first came out, I was like, okay, like they were cheating. Like that, that sucks. They shouldn't have done that. But then like, you think deeper and deeper as this has gone on and like, look at the fact that it's, it's not just that they cheated in the game. And it's not even just the fact that they cheated their way to a championship, right. To a, to a, a championship trophy but they cheated their way to getting guys out of baseball. And it's like, it just digs deeper and deeper every time, like something new comes out. And, and it just, when I, when it first came out, I was kind of in the same boat as you were initially too. It was just kind of like, Oh, it's cheating. That sucks. Like they, they probably shouldn't do that. And it's just, as it's gone on, it's just exploded. And just to interject this in there, and we didn't put this in the show notes, but uh, you know, comparing to like the steroids era and the whole steroids thing with yeah. Congress, how, how do you, how do you see this compared to the steroids era? Is this far worse than what the, yeah, the steroid era I don't, I don't think it's far worse right i mean i i've i'm kind of with the players that have come out and said that it is worse like this is this is worse than the steroid era guys just i mean for for a couple reasons i guess right like one is that the steroid guys like guys like barry bonds allegedly and like all these different people that took steroids or allegedly took steroids like they're they still had to hit the ball like they still had to make contact with the ball the steroids just let them hit the ball a, like 20 feet further or 30 feet further you know like they still had to go up to the plate be a professional hitter put out at bats and and do things um that normal major league hitters have to do you know and it's just the steroids obviously help them get stronger and hit more home runs this is different because like this is like these guys wouldn't be hitting like they wouldn't be making contact with the ball if they didn't know what was coming you know so like it's it's the major league players have compared it like and said it's worse than steroids. And like, I can't say that I disagree entirely. I think it's different. It's a different type of um, different type of cheating for sure. But I mean, I, I, I can see how this is worse. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk, let's switch a little bit uh, to the commissioner's perspective, Rob Manfred. How, how would you say he's handled this as a commissioner? And 
kind of just including like we've we've had things have happened in the uh, excuse me the NFL with you know Roger Goodell. Now he's on the hot seat. Um, you know, how how would you say he's handled the situation so far? Yeah, I, I <laughs> well, horribly, I guess is is the short answer, right? Like he's he's been awful. I I, I think that um he was already he had not great um reviews i guess coming into this offseason like i think that he was kind of uh, not well regarded coming into the offseason and then this this winter is just kind of taken off with how bad of a of a commissioner he's been um he he came out and what he did for punishment of these players or of, of the team was he ended up finding the the Astros organization 5 million dollars which is the most that is possible of finding an organization but at the same time, like you look at five million dollars and in the grand scheme of things of an entire like billion dollar franchise, five million dollars isn't a whole lot. Um, they ended up suspending for a season both the manager and the um the general manager. And they both ended up getting fired by ownership uh, in the grand scheme of things. And he's just been really soft with the punishment of this. And he he granted um the players that he said that he told the players that they would not be suspended at all. Um, promised them that. And so because of this cheating scandal, the, the players haven't been punished at all through the entire thing. And he's come out in, in press conferences after the fact and kind of said, oh, well, the players get like, their punishment is getting ridiculed by the media and by the fans. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, how much does that really do? Does that actually stop the players from cheating in the future from just saying, oh, like, well, the fans hate them now. Like, I, if I were a player and I knew I wasn't going to get punished by this, I'd probably keep doing it in 2020, right? Like, whatever to win, especially if you're not getting punished. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's say you, Greg, you're the commissioner of the MLB. This happens on your command. What What are you doing at, you know, let's say the initial reports? And like you said, it kind of happened. Things trickled out prior to, and then it blew up. How are you yeah. handling this? What do, what's the first step for you? At this point, it's tough, right? I mean, because the, the way this has all come out, like, initially— I think initially the the move would have been to say like kind of put your foot down then and there and kind of say hey any player that we found guilty during our investigation of 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 like doing this of cheating you get suspended x number of games I don't know how much that is 50 games however many games um and then in addition to the to the coach and general manager getting getting uh, punished but at this point he came out with the soft punishment and then like more and more investigation from uh, from the media has come out more and more just revealing more information and it's like at this point it's just kind of snowballed into this crazy crazy thing it's almost like too late to be able to handle all this if i was if i was the 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 commissioner of major league baseball at this point you have to just kind of reopen the investigation and take into account the, all the new information that's been found since he last punished them you know and take those things into account. And then maybe you say, okay, well, any player that we found guilty of doing any of this stuff, it could be, it, it might be the whole team. It might be, you have to call it minor leaguers this year, right? It might be 20 guys on the active roster. You say, hey, like you're suspended. And that could also be players that are on new teams now, right? The guys that with this happening in 2017, some of these guys are playing for other organizations. So maybe those guys get suspended too. I, I think that it's, it's the players getting off like free is it's kind of tough for me. And I think that early on they, he did, he decided not to take away their championship, not to take the trophy away. And um, at first I was kind of on board with that. Cause I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, when, when final fours for college basketball teams or like, like the USC national right. championship, things like that, when those get taken away um, from in college sports, it's kind of like, yeah, but they still want it. You can't like actually take that away from them. It's different. It's and, weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 that's the case. But like now at this point, it's just like it's you you have to at this point take that championship away. So much has come out where it's like they wouldn't have won that championship if it weren't for that. So you got to say, hey, I know that like you still won it, you still had the parade, you still did all that stuff. But I feel like you got to say, man, like you can't like you got to take the championship away at some point, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree. I would agree with that too. And it, it's going to be weird, but I mean. We're in a day and age where we have the social media, we have the, you know, the the whole cancel generation, however you want to call it. Like it's just a different era where we can just we were willing to make change or willing to get it right and fix it and move on. So it's things have never happened like this before. So like you kind of just have to go ahead and get it, just just do it, you know. And but I, yeah. I think it's weird. I think I think that's like the last resort. From what everything I'm reading and seeing, it it feels like it's like the last resort because you kind of just yeah. don't want to take that away. Um, it, it was already said and done. We we celebrated. They raised the trophy yep. over their heads. It's it, you can't erase that image. You can't take it back, regardless. Yeah, I still remember watching that. Like you can't take that out. Exactly like you said, right? Like, right. You can't take that out of your memory. It, it still happened. It is. I mean, because it's like one of the. Like, it's probably like I don't know. Maybe the top three moments of like any any season you know what i'm saying like you have yeah i don't know maybe a historic one of the most historic games or pitches pitchers um have one of the best games of their career and then mm-hmm. you might have like somebody retiring their last game and then probably and, and then the championship like that's just maybe the top yeah. three things off the top of my head just in sports in general that could probably happen in a team sport like this so you know it's hard to take away that memory from that year um the good thing is i would say at least they're not a dynasty where they're going back to back and winning three in a row, because <laughs> that that's yeah. gonna that would have been whew, I couldn't then imagine super dicey at yeah. that point. I, mean, I couldn't imagine. But you're right. I mean, like the way you were just talking though, I I look back to like you remember like the like the Memphis like the University of Memphis when like Derrick Rose was there and he was playing for Memphis absolutely and Coach Cal mm-hmm. and like they ended up taking those taking that they went to the national championship that year they lost but they went to the national championship. And they like took all those records away. Like it was like Derrick Rose was never right. there. Like, <laughs> right. But like, like you and I remember watching Derrick Rose play there. Like he played right. there and he was, he was incredible. Like I still remember that happening. So like you can take it away. So like when people, I guess 50 years down the road, when they don't remember Derrick Rose suiting up for Memphis, like they won't remember it ever again. Like for you and I, like that's something we still remember. And, like, no, that Astros game still team, happened. Yeah, the yeah. Like, this Astros yeah. team, if they take it away, like I still watch them win the World Series, and like so maybe fifty years down the road it might be different. hundred years down the road, but like right now, that doesn't have any impact on me. You know, right? And would you say that at least? So with patching it up right now, where we're at today, moving forward, you would say vacating the title, um, taking away the title from them would be pretty much like the first thing to do tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think at some point you just like you got to put your foot down and just, like say, all right, this is like this is ending. Like we have to punish you because I I think to to get into the punishment again here, I I think that I don't want to keep going on for too long on this, but um, something else is going to happen is that that pitchers on opposing teams this year they're going to take things into their own hands, right? Like they're going to start hitting Astros players by pitches, right? On, on intentionally, intentionally hitting batters and. And I'm not for that. Like, I'm, I'm super against, like, beaning batters. Like, I don't think that solves anything. I, th- I think it's just super dangerous when you have a 100-mile-an-hour fastball coming at a guy's head. Like, I don't, I don't think that's the answer. That's not what I'm saying. But for, the major, for, like, the Major League Baseball, like, kind of community, like, that is the answer. If, if these Astros players don't get punished, they're going to take matters into their own hands. And then at that point, the commissioner – excuse me, the commissioner is going to suspend the pitchers 
for beating the hitters. And so the, the pitchers are going to get suspended longer than the Astros players. And that's crazy to me, right? Yeah, I thought reading that was insane. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think overall with this, it does make it a little interesting, though, to really kind of hone in and watch a little bit of baseball this year because you now you got player beef. Like, this yeah, is kind of what yeah. you miss. I mean, you always saw these fights where the pitcher hits a guy, they rush out, and, you know, they, they have, like, a, you know, the benches get cleared. I mean, that's, like, maybe, what, two or three times a year out of a hundred and some games. Back. It's a big hold me back battle, right? Exactly. And that's like the <laughs> most like circus, you know, that the most yeah. of a circus you see in the MLB. But now this is like, this is player beef. This is For drama. Real. This is, yeah, this is yeah, right? interesting like, stuff and, right well, now. And, and it's been, I mean, I, it's great, but also not great. But like, we've seen players like tweeting a ton this off season, which like, I feel like MLB is the place where like, players are all pretty reserved and like they don't really like go on social media they pretty like keep it themselves but like this off season like twitter has been like lighting up with all these players like coming out and saying like how much they hate manfred and how much like the astros suck and stuff like that it's like that's pretty cool to see like these players like having personality you know yeah no absolutely and that's the thing was you know we always talked about like having a face of baseball and it's like well a lot of people don't know what mike trout looks like and i yeah. think you guys agree with that too at one point when we talked about yeah. this a couple years ago um, but I mean, Hey man, well, it, we're, you're here to talk about it. So it's generating some buzz. I wanted to yeah, get exactly. in on it. I understand it a little bit better. Um, I wanted to get the listeners. So, um, this, this is, this has been great, man. I, I appreciate you. Um, what do you think the Cubs are going to do this year? I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. Just to uh, throw you off. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think they're going to be better than what, um, people are giving them credit for. I I think it's the same team as last year. And I think they underperformed last year. So I, I, I think that, um, I, I think they're going to end up being better than a lot of people think. I think a lot of people are down on them saying they'll finish fourth in the division. I think they'll do better than that, but we'll see. They also could just be awful and I'll eat my words. So we'll see, uh, come a few months from now. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then, hey, man, go ahead and plug your show, man. Plug plug your Twitter, whatever you want. This is your opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for all you guys out there, be sure to follow me on Twitter, I guess. That's the first place I'm, I'm always out there tweeting um, at Out of the Vines. It's kind of a, a Cubs reference, but um, I have a lot of Cubs minor league type, type stuff. That's what the podcast is. So you be sure to give uh, the podcast a follow. Uh, it's the Growing Cubs podcast, the Chicago Cubs prospect podcast. and it's kind of everywhere you can find podcasts, right? On Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all the, all those, all that good stuff everywhere. Um, so yeah, give give us a follow and and follow me on Twitter and and uh, I appreciate you having me on, Chevy. It's been great and I uh, hope I can come on come on some other times and hopefully it's for better news rather than this Astro scandal. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, we'll definitely plug your uh, all your details in the uh, show description and. Um, no, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm looking forward to having you on in the future as well. And maybe, like you said, we'll have some positive baseball thoughts. Maybe we'll <laughs> have some conversations about pitchers being suspended or some some batters <laughs> getting pegged on the Astros. I mean, People hey, talk, we'll talk baseball fights next. <laughs> that, yeah, hey, that's the that's that's the beauty of sports, man. Well, hey, man, it's been fun. I appreciate you a lot, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm with Mister Mister Marcus Merton. Just me and you, sir. On this segment, how you doing today? Uh, I don't feel comfortable anymore. You don't feel comfortable. <laughs> you missed Mario. That. We're calling that. We're demo. We're uh, somebody else. <laughs> We're Gabe. We're Labe. I gave day. I gave him the day. You know, day off. The week off. He's a family right. man. You got to. You know. He's a family no. man. He's got family things to do. You know that. 
we gotta we gotta make sure he's still on his toes. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Don't worry, we'll we'll bring him back one of these days. Um, you know, I worked him a little hard for a couple of weeks. You Whoa, know, okay. you know when you know when you're you're you know in that age bracket. <laughs> no, I kid you not. The last episode, he was like, we were ready to. You know, I, I was like, hey man, we're gonna do this, right? We're gonna you know we have another episode. We we gotta get in, you know in the studio, get it done. He said, all right, I'll hit you up. So you know, I called him a couple of times, text him a couple of times. Then he said, "Oh man, my bad, I, I fell asleep." Granted, <laughs> granted, it was around nine Eastern time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have yeah, told Gabe. Shout out to Gabe, we appreciate you at some point. Marcus, man, what's up, man? How do you feel about um, like? How do you feel about life right now? Like, what's going on in the world? What's going on, man? Bloomberg's trying to buy an election, so you know, that's pretty. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, if you can do it, more powerful. For sure. Um, but not really. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, gotta, we're... Gotta, gotta vote for Bernie. Well, we, you know, we're supposed to talk some uh, <laughs> some hot takes here and um, get into some NBA talk, especially about the All-Star Weekend and kind of talk about what what to expect here and then the rest of the season. But um, hot takes. Um, NFL owners vote to accept and negotiated um, some new collective bargaining agreement terms here. So apparently uh, this is centered a little bit around marijuana. Um, a couple of things that is in the known right now is that they have accepted terms, you know, to send over to the players union, but some of them are elimination of any game suspensions, uh, game suspension, excuse me, strictly for positive marijuana tests, a reduction in the number of players subjected to testing for marijuana, and then gambling dish, um, gambling definitions, that ensure players receive a portion of gambling revenue brought in by the league. So paying the players more, I guess that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like some alterations to training camp, how, you know, frequently they can practice and be on pads and whatnot. JJ Watt tweeted hard. No to that proposed CBA, not feeling it. Um, also it does suggest to expand the league regular season to at least 17 games at some point. And the playoff yeah, field will uh, also be expanded to seven games from each conference, and only one team from each conference would receive a first-round bye, as opposed to the two that currently do. Which, actually, I, I was really going to be an activist for that, because I thought about this year, you know. Why? Because I, there's two there's two teams sitting at home. Like, for what reason? Let them play. But why, like, but why <laughs> just one? Like, that's the thing. I'm that getting. is odd. I yeah. only have one team. That's weird. But uh, that's that's why I'm good. I guess I look if you're the number one seed, whatever it is. It, to me, it's still strange, right? The two teams are sitting at home and we're watching, you know, two other teams. It's just this long, drawn out process. I, I just let some other teams into it, and I, I think we broke it down. So, what is it? Um, we currently have what six teams total that enter the playoffs? Is that the current? 12, well, twelve, six from each conference. Yeah. Is it twelve teams? Yeah, you got six from each conference. Yeah. All right. Well, so- six- Six for each. Uh, what is? What would you? What, AFL. Uh, yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. AFC, NFC. Okay, so we got 12, 12 teams out of thirty-two teams, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we break it down, that's a little bit under, you know, half the league that's that's in the league. All right, I mean, that's cool. Like the NBA, you have sixteen teams that make it eight from each conference. There's thirty teams, so pretty much at least 50% of the NBA teams are going to make the playoffs, which it creates some excitement. And then in the first round, it kind of doesn't because there's some teams that have no business being there. I get it. 
Um, mm-hmm. But no, the the current for, current format is this: it's you have the wild card games, so you have you know uh, four teams that play from each conference. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? Then you have your first round buys, and that's twelve teams. So I I wouldn't mind if one more team makes it to push it over what fourteen. Now you're hitting at least almost like basically half. Let's just say half the league is gonna make the playoffs. I'm cool with that. I kind of want to see that. I don't. I kind of want to see it. Special. It kind of. I kind of want to. I don't know. I just. I got bored this year. Everybody just hyped. What? Everybody kind of hyped Lamar Jackson. I mean, I I wanted him to win. I thought they were gonna win the Super Bowl. If you ask me before, I would have put. Honestly, probably not. I probably would have put my money on Mahomes. That, but I felt like Jackson. And Mahomes were going to be the best thing we were going to see in, in these playoffs, and it didn't happen. So I was disappointed with, about that. But with these playoffs, there's even less chance of that happening because Jackson would have been a two seed, and he would have had to play an extra game. I don't know. I here's the thing. I think they should just let another team play, let the second seed play, you know, week one of the playoffs or you know the wild card round two, and then give them. I actually kind of like this. I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know what, I like it because. I did want to see like w- one of those teams get tested and challenged. And if you got the number one seed, you rightfully earned your crown to to get a break to do it. But mm-hmm. see, I, like I would agree with I agree with that in like other sports. But in football, literally the one seed and the two seed could have never played each other. I guess. I mean, and then you lose out from the first seed because of some weird tiebreaker, which I got the same record. That's why. That's the only thing I don't like about football is like they they got weird like scheduling, so teams don't play each other. So like I I don't know. I think you'd have to stick with six or go to eight. Like I don't I don't like that. I feel like it's an unfair thing for like one team. Like, I get maybe you know. I, don't know. I do know this. If they're going to require these guys to play more football, they're gonna want more money. So revenue, it's got to come straight to them. So that's that's something they're gonna have to work out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, second hot take here for us, Marcus. Kyrie Irving officially ruled out for the rest of the season due to a shoulder injury. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, like Kyrie. He could, he could be like legitimately injured that long, but I like Kyrie. I mean, I think Kyrie. I, I like him. I, I think it's it could it could be a move to protect them though. It really could be a move to protect them. I mean, Kyrie's good at the basketballs, but I mean, it's not like they were doing anything this year anyway. Right, I think it's I think it's a move to protect protect Kyrie. I mean, I don't know, man. You, you ain't got KD next to you right now, so Kyrie's putting the miles on his body for what reason? <laughs> to to barely make the A seed and battle back and forth to make an A seed. Yeah, shut it down for the rest of the season. Get healthy with KD and come back next season. I mean, I don't oppose to that. You just got two two megastars on the bench collecting millions of dollars. And hey, DeAndre Jordan too. That's you know not not much of a star, but I mean. One of their prime players. You got three of them on the bench, unfortunately. And for the Nets, it's all about the future. I get it. Totally respect that move. Um, speaking of injuries, too, we do have Clay Thompson actually officially ruled out of the season by the oh, Warriors. Shutting him down. Yep, Warriors definitely shutting him down. Um, I'm cool with that too. I did not believe it, but I had to believe it and read it over and over again. The Golden State Warriors are the worst team, record-wise, in the NBA right now. I mean, they ain't got nobody. Like after D'Lo, no one else on the team averaged, you know, anything consistently. So I'm not really, not really too surprised, to be honest. 
I don't, it would have been nice if they were, you know, a better team. But, I mean, they'll have Steph Curry back. So, you know, fans will at least watch a few games this season at home. But they're definitely not the road draw that they could have been. And you can see that reflected in, you know, like ratings, attendance, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if we want to get in this conversation with you on this hot take, but I expect another team. You want to know that team, by the way? What team? With the worst that I expected that'd be down there with like 12 wins at this rate? Yeah, who? The New York Knicks, of course. What do you mean? The New York Knicks should have been, yeah, you know, at least. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? At least the we Knicks are, have a better. Are, I mean, come on, you're a fantastic be, unit. At least, at least you could be proud of that. They're a little bit, they're a little bit better of a of a team. Mike than... Miller is the greatest. Mike Miller needs to win Coach of the Year. I don't even care if he <laughs> only won like two more games. The fact that he's the fact he's even putting in this much work means he's clearly Coach of the Year. Sure. I don't want, I don't want any arguments about go, this. Go, go for it. Go for it. All right, Marcus. Um, pretty much, we're gonna get into some NBA talk here. Let's recap the All Star Game, um, the All Star Weekend 2020 in Chicago. Uh, initial thoughts, reactions. I mean, for me at least, I thought that we had a good Chicago representation. It was pretty cool. Um, the music, the the whole vibe. I mean, Kobe. The whole Kobe tributes were on point. I liked all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so production wise, hands down, there was, you know, no all-star game is going to be like this. I mean, the NBA is going to do, do the due diligence for an all-star game. It, it's an entertainment weekend in, uh, you know, for the NBA too. So if you come into this expecting something to be competitive, you know, you know, crazy competitive, that the, the all-stars trying their hardest. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, we'll get into the all-star game in a bit here. What did you think overall about the weekend? You think it was pretty successful for the NBA? Oh, yeah, I thought it was a great weekend. You know, NBA All-Star Weekend is usually the best put together, uh, I guess, player celebratory weekend you can uh, have in sports. Uh, the Pro Bowl's, you know, pretty much just the Pro Bowl. No one really cares. Uh, the, uh, the MLB All-Star Game suite, you know, that and the Home Run Derby, they probably come second to me between that and, you know, the NBA All-Star Game and the dunk contest. But, yeah, I thought this was a, I thought this was a great weekend. Uh, I think the skills challenge needs to be reworked, though. I think that's a stupid contest. But other than that, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, we probably need robot judges because I don't know what human judges do anymore because <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had a good – we haven't had a good judge for – it's funny. We'd have a good – we'd have a good dunk contest and bad judges or good judges and a bad dunk contest. Like, I feel bad for Dr. J. I feel like he hasn't came back. Because he watched that horrible dunk contest with Nate Robinson, and I think he was scarred. Yeah, I think he was. I forget who he, I forget who Nate beat that year, but was was it the second time with Dwight? It might have been the second time with Dwight, but yeah, he Doc J ain't been back since you know he watched some horrible dunk contest. Right. So, I mean, I this is what I would say. I mean, great weekend overall, but you're right. It's like you have like this 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 buildup of like excitement. Everything was going cool. I, I think the skills contest, you're right? Something. I didn't think that the big man were going to win at all. And lo and behold, one wins it. You know, it's all good. Um, I missed the rising, uh, the shooting stars uh, contest. You know, I talked about that in the last episode. I missed that. I think that's a little filler that could start off and kind of, you know, get things going. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a commercial field advertisement production. All everything is Kia this, Sprite this, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's, it, we all, I get it, right? It's their entertainment weekend. It's their, their advertisement weekend. Cool. Then, the uh, three-point shootout. I, I thought it was, I, I, you're shooting a ball. I, I can't really get too, you know, crazy with it, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I thought the uh, two shots were cool though, like the three pointer um, Mountain Dew balls. Those are mm-hmm. pretty cool. Some of the guys said the thing about the three the thing about the three point it's not special anymore. Because yeah, well, you got the guys like if just... you got yeah, you got two you got two guys on every team who's supposed to be shooting forty <laughs> percent. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I, and that's what I thought about too. It's kind of like well, who, whichever guy just get, just gets it that night in that moment, you know. Exactly. Um, but I think to, to be fair, but Buddy Heald, you know, he's definitely having a record season. Um, so I, I think that you know he rightfully wanted, you know, shout out to him. Um, definitely deep book looked, man, he looked pretty good. I, I slept on deep book. I mean, I was, he was kind of like a dark horse. I didn't really was like mm-hmm. wanted to pick and believe in that. I felt like I was pretty diehard about getting, you know, Trey young to, to, to win, but you know, it is what it is. And then, uh, we get the slam dunk contest. Um, the slam, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this, man. This Aaron Gordon got I, robbed. I, here's what I'm upset about. Like, this is what I don't understand. How many times do we watch a guy step in the paint and do any kind of dunk? Like, if you're going to run from, from inside the, the locker room all the way to the hoop and run that far and still step inside of the paint and dunk it, how many times have we seen this in a game, man? Like, that yeah. dunk right there should have still, that should have warranted an Aaron Gordon score, the 47 or, or worse. Or these judges put their foot down and say, dude, like, we've seen this before. Like, it's seven at the best, man. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what to say, man. It's we've seen something like that before, and that's what. Like, I if if I if you agree that his the Derrick Jones Jr.'s dunks were a little bit better in the past, um, you know maybe his what was that one dunk where he threw it off the window, man? That that was impressive. I'll give him yeah. that. If you mm-hmm. if we're gonna go on that versus Aaron Gordon, maybe. But we went based on the overtime dunks. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like the yeah, yeah Aaron Gordon was just robbed, man. Like how you get. How you have a perfect score, and then you jump. You, my thing is, he dunked over fucking Don Maker, man. Like what? And he get some people gave that a nine. Like I don't Taco Fall, by the way. Taco Fall, my bad. Taco Fall. <laughs> UCF, but man. I, come I, on. Said, I, I said, I said, I said Don Maker didn't. I? My bad. So yeah, Taco Fall. And three people saw that and was like, man, that's just not as good as this guy who dunked five times. You know, the same way you can see in a game. Like I just don't understand. It, yeah, I, I'm just a little flabbergasted. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm just saying, if you chose the two dunks, if those were the two deciding dunks, it's like, man, like, and then everyone's like, yo, this has got to be fixed. Like, just, don't, just don't have celebrity. Like, why do we have, why do we have Chadwick as, a, as a judge? Like, <laughs> he looked kind of lost when they showed him. He's like, yeah, I'm just here, I'm just here. Someone's paying me. <laughs> someone's paying me a little stat to sit up here, look cute. That's like. I mean, respect honestly, to the man, you know what honestly, I'm saying? I don't even know. Why. I, I, I know why he was there, because he's the black guy from Disney. <laughs> and Disney has to be everywhere. Right, so. right. And it's like, come on, bro. It, I just don't understand why he, you know, he's a judge. Um, the, I agree with the whole D-Wade thing. I mean, it's just too, you know, close to, you know, bias. D-Wade knows what he did. Exactly. Too. That's the thing that kills me. He knows he, he, he knows, knows what he, what he did. He, he protected his guy. It is what it is. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, if it was your car, I don't know, man. Like, if my guy didn't really do that great of a dunk, like, I, I don't care if my whoever did that dunk. Like, I'm just not impressed. Like, I want to be impressed. Like, I mean, I'm probably just different, but it's like, like, yo, if tomorrow did that dunk, I'd be like, tomorrow, like, this guy just dunked over a taco fall. Like, you didn't do that. I'm, I'm sorry, D. I, I can't give you, <laughs> I can't give you the points, man. Like, that's Taco Fall he just dunked over. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and he, it, it wasn't even like it was a bad dunk. He did it clean. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, whatever, man. Well, I mean, 
like they say, it's the life of Orlando Magic fans, and we we sure felt that Twitter that night was even the next day was pretty funny, but um, it is what it is. Uh, s- Sunday night, Sunday night was cool, man. I liked it. I liked the introduction. I, I like the Chance perform uh, performance. I, I mean, I, I like Chance, so if you don't like him, I, you probably wouldn't have liked it. Um, True. it was cool, man. It was cool. Um, I liked everything. Uh, the intros, the game was cool. Uh, the ending was awesome. I think the cool part about like them. They left that those guys on the floor. It wasn't like I think maybe I'm not sure if anybody got subbed in and out, but they left them guys on the floor for that fourth quarter, man. Um, how did you like that? Did you like the ending? I thought it was great. I don't get why everyone's you know complaining about the whole free throw thing. I mean, you know, you can't have everything you want. You know, sometimes not fight ends in a knockout in ten seconds. So what you gonna say? Um, that's true. I just I just hope I just hope this you know continues next year and it wasn't just you know we got to play hard for Kobe because it's Kobe weekend. Right. Right. That's what that's what I'm hoping too. We'll see where it, they take it with this because you know it's like it, they really it, you got some sloppy basketball because I mean they're huffing and puffing out there, man. They look some of them guys look tired, look tired. Like damn, this is yeah. this what the All Star game is now. <laughs> so I mean you got to see some some grit and stuff like that. I mean yeah, you can say you don't have to end it on a free throw, make your own rules up next year. It is what it is. They can do that. I don't see them have I don't really have a problem with them changing the rules next year to say, you know what, it, the game cannot end on a free throw or a foul or a dead ball, whatever. It's got to be like a live ball or a win by two, man. Like kind of like on the playground back in the day, you know, it's like you got to win by two. I, I wouldn't mind yeah, seeing that at all. But no, I, I had fun with it. It was cool to see it. Um, you know, you, you knew that, that, that Team LeBron was going to still make a comeback. And that's what happens is that with this type of like format, it gives the losing team an opportunity to kind of wear down the, you know, the leading team. Um, I mean, they just had the better players, man. We, we picked Team Braun all the way, so we already know what was happening. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it is what it is. Overall, it was, a great, it was a great game. I'm excited to really see what they do next year, and hopefully they can keep the format. But like you said, not just because it's Kobe, Kobe tribute. Like, let's, let's go hard next year, too. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, shout out to Chicago, man. They, they did it. It was cool, man. I liked it. It was enjoyable. And uh, we'll see what happens next year. I think it's uh, Indiana next year, 2021. So we'll see how that goes. Um, looking forward to the rest of the season, though. There's still a significant amount of basketball to be played. Marcus, um, currently the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers are the two top teams in their respective conference. The Bucks' best record, 47-8. and eight. Los Angeles sure Lakers, 41 out. and 12. Um, obviously, we talked about the uh, Warriors having the league's worst 12 and 43 at this time. I mean, pretty incredible, man. I, I think it's pretty, yeah, it's it's really incredible how um, the tables have turned, right? I mean, last year, we're talking the complete opposite with the Western Conference. So um, looking forward to the rest of the season. What are like maybe two or three things you, you're hoping to see before postseason starts. There's only one thing I care about, and that's the Knicks making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And right now we're on pace. And we've been we've been like I think the fifth best team in the East since uh Mike Miller took over, fifth or sixth, maybe seventh. I might be exaggerating. But we're on pace to be a playoff team. Mike Miller's gotten this in shape and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh other than that, uh I want someone in the East to give Milwaukee a good run of the playoffs. I think Toronto can. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Right. Uh, you know, shout out to them, man. I mean, they finally lost the game, but was a 15-game win streak. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Raptors. I think they have been one of the um, – I wouldn't, I don't want to call it a shock or a surprise, but I think the, the, the like, dark horse team, we, we weren't sure what was going to happen. But I think that group really 
they're proving their worth. It's not just Kawhi. And I think mm-hmm. you got to respect that. So, you know, I shout out to the Raptors. Um, I think they deserve the respect. It's not a group of guys you, you just thought was going to, you know, just kind of just lay down and kind of go back to the middle of the pack, you know, maybe third, fourth seed. But, you know, I think that them and along with the Miami Heat, I think those are the, probably the biggest surprises for me out in the East to see where they're at. Um, you know, Brooklyn obviously is probably going to be out of the picture it just with Kyrie being out. You know, they're currently in the seventh seed, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I think what I would like to pretty much see, you know, is like you said, I agree with you. I would want to see kind of what who's going to challenge the um, Bucks come playoff time. Yeah, because so it's looking very, it's very thin in the East. Very thin. It's like when, it's like back when LeBron was, you know, just running through the East. It's all out of again. I, I think the Miami Heat have a, have a possibility. I like the way that they've completed the trade deadline. Um, I think they have an opportunity. That that's pretty, pretty good per, perimeter team now. Um, yeah. You got, you got any faith faith in the um, Sixers? No, because I think after I think after uh, Embiid and Ben. It's a toss-up of I don't know what we're doing. Right. Yep, I agree. I agree with that one. Um, I, I have like a game plan. I feel better about them, but I just don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. Also, I mean, we got the uh, Trailblazers actually sitting outside the playoffs right now with twenty-five and thirty-one. Um, I what I would like to, I would hope they can get into the playoffs. I'm interested to in seeing them make it back, but um, I don't know. Like the Grizzlies are twenty-eight and twenty-six. That's a five. 100 record above 500 record and do you believe he's rookie of the year you got Ja, Ja's a rookie of the year yeah only because you know certain certain power forward down new orleans wouldn't play it all year <laughs> i mean i like Ja. i like Ja a lot i like you know his attitude but to me he's just you know another one of those you know six 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 seven wings who I mean, they're going, you know, they'll duck nice. They'll bring you, you know, nice plays, nice highlights. And they'll score a lot. But, man, is he going to bring you a title with that, you know, 180-pound frame? And I just don't think so. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually would like to see uh, Zion really take off the second half here and, and, and see what he man, does. Man, I think he is going to. I, 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 I I'm really, Yeah, I really I would like it. to see what he does. Um, and he could, like, he could oversee that. Um, rookie of the year, but um, you know, shout out to John Moran. I, 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 I'm impressed. Like that team is performing well. Yo, the 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 beef with Iggy, they're like, yo, forget you, man. Like, you know, the Heat are yeah. in the playoffs in the East, but I mean, dude, they're 28 and six. Uh, sorry, 28 and 26. I mean, who who would have thought the Memphis Grizzlies is going to sit in the AC? You know, after All Star break, I definitely wasn't guessing that one. Yeah, they weren't on my radar at all. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, obviously, with the with a team like the Warriors, kind of taking taking, you know the the worst record at this point you know that that definitely puts them out puts another team in the running there but i mean i would like to see the trailblazers back into the playoffs um we'll, we'll see what happens um with pretty much the rest of the uh wrestling conference I, the top three pitchers looking like the lakers nuggets and clippers i don't think that's going to change that's that's going to be pretty solid mm-hmm. however anything can change um you know everybody's kind of said this and that about the rockets though but they're 34 and 20 i mean they're interchangeable anywhere between the third, uh, the fifth, the third seed. To be honest with you, they're they're right yeah. there. So I mean, the the Western Conference is still interesting. Um, the Eastern Conference, you know, once you get to about probably the sixth seed, it starts to tailor off a little bit. But you know, it's still going to be an impressive playoff push for a lot of these teams here. Um, 
But I yeah. think it'll get real. I think it'll be real impressive if AD gets hurt. You know, I don't hope he does, but I yeah, mean, well, AD's hurt. Paul George ain't a hundred percent. With that said, I mean, I don't trust Denver to just run over everybody. So, I mean, if sometimes AD, the West could look, you know, real shaky. But if two LA teams are healthy, it's it it'll probably narrow very quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to head that way. Um, but yeah, I definitely would like to see those guys uh, kind of step up there and. Uh, in the Eastern Conference and kind of like, um, I, I like the fact that at this current time, we have at least the top six teams have a 500 record or above. Um, mm-hmm. The Pacers are sitting at 32 and 23 and they just got Oladipo back a few weeks ago. So that's, that's very impressive for a team um, that they're being well, they're well coached, you know, Nate McMillan's there. I mean, I don't know if I want to see that team. I think dark horse team for the Eastern Conference I don't know if I want to see that team healthy with Victor Victor Oladipo healthy at least in that in the playoffs. Um, they they've been able to push teams in the playoffs. You know, I mean, last year, um, you know, obviously, you know, they had, um, I think it was a Oladipo was hurt, so they didn't really have him. Um, this year, it's good. Hopefully, they'll have him for this time frame around. And then back when um, you know, LeBron played the last season in Cleveland, they they pushed him to seven games. So that's not mm-hmm. a team that's just just gonna shut up and lay down. Uh, we have the uh, Washington Wizards. You know they're 30, 20, 33 That they could nab a eighth uh, place spot. Um, I mean, just an opportunity if John Wall gets back into the playoffs. Uh, cl- windows closing for that team. Windows closed. It's shut. You would you say it's shut? Who for Washington? Yeah, Washington. Man, I don't think they had a window. To be honest with you, <laughs> they always seem. I don't even think they were any like Atlanta had a better window than they did. And I don't even think Atlanta was ever really going to make a battle That's true. True. Yep. Um, so far, Marcus, run down a few awards here. So far on up until this point, who's your MVP? Ooh, actually, that's tough, man. That'd be pretty tough. Uh, I'd have to go with Giannis. Yeah. I mean, Gian- I mean Giannis, my probably. Yeah, I'd have to go with Giannis out of Kumbo. I mean, he's just balling out there. Yeah. LeBron's very close. I agree. Yeah, Giannis, he's just he's just terrorizing the East, and there's no one stopping him. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would hands on give Giannis. Um, I think rookie of the year is definitely going to come down to like we said that we're going to have to figure out where we see how Zion really takes off, um, for the second half here and then you know, post All Star break. Um, those are kind of like, you know two awards that kind of just have to sit there and think about this season, which is good. Um, most improved player, anybody kind of stand ooh, out to you this year? Ooh. Ooh, let me think about that for a sec. Most improved this year. Hmm. I think it's tough. I think I think uh, most improved like this year is is. Man, you could give it to Luca. <laughs> I I would I wouldn't even be bad. But um, man. I would rather Luca win it over at Brandon Ingram. Yes, yes, I, I would agree. Say that. I don't think Brandon Ingram improved. I think he got a better place to be in. It's true. And and that's and what's wild about Luca is like this this guy is gonna go from most improved to like elevate himself to like MVP conversation by like next year too if he's not already you know in top five MVP talks so I'm giving it to Luca I, I think that he he deserves he definitely deserves that for this season yeah. at least because did Sayakan won last year right yeah did he yeah okay so yeah I don't think they'll give it to him back to back so yeah him. Yeah. Yeah, see I can uh see I can one last year. Um 
six man the ward predictions um i'm not really sure because i'm not sure about lineups anymore uh is is um what do i think of? think of bench players I mean, one strong contender is Dennis Schroeder. Um, oh, yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder's really good. Yeah, Shai. Oh, yeah, he does come up. He does come up the bench in OKC. Yeah, yeah, he does. Shai Gildas Alexander, you know, he's a consideration, too, as well. I think he... Wait, it's funny. wait, wait, I wait. Think They might... have both of those two coming off the bench in OKC? That's what... Um, no, 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 I'm saying uh, for... Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's for them that's that... It's great. That, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they're, they're kind of... Shy could be up there for most improved. Yeah, he's definitely. I think he's a consideration, but we'll, you know, I don't know. I like I like the Luca. I'm I'm gonna stand Luca. So, I mean, yeah, I'm I gonna stand Luca for sure. But for sure, um, but yeah, man, I think I think the NBA is in it's in a good good uh place right now, um, especially considering what's going on in the MLB. Considering what's you know, I think I think NFL kind of like, you know, they finished their season on a high note. But uh, the NBA man is here. It's it's the season. It's the time for the playoff push. We'll see what happens. We'll get we'll get a little more into that um, here in another couple more weeks. We'll talk about a little bit more with your um, favorite co-host, Demario Jackson. See how he feels a little bit about some of these awards. I don't want to hear his opinions. He's out there, you know, in the booth <laughs> doing wrong. Yeah, we have to shout him out. Hopefully, he listens to our podcast when he's not on there. <laughs> All right, Marcus, that wraps up a little bit about our conversation here today. Any shout outs you have personally? And judge, because I feel like he's going to just, he's going to beat up out today, and I'm I'm just waiting for it. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the first Yankees Astro game. So I really kind of want to go to it. Right, right. If if, if, if there's some way I can go to it, I really want to, because. Oh man, if this was the '90s, oh they would just be getting pegged. Oh, they would be pegged every every stadium they go to. They would just be getting pegged. Like I don't think Altuve would make it out the season. Honestly, if this was like '92, he would he would he would be like concussed after Game Three from just fastballs at him. It it would be it would be beautiful. Like I I hate the Astros so much. <laughs> and there you there you have it from a a baseball fan as well. Um. I just want to shout everybody else out that's listening to us, man. I mean, it's been real, man. This has been fun. Um, shout out to oh, shout out, listening. shout out Aaron Gordon for not blowing up uh, the uh, United Center too. Good on him. <laughs> I would, I would have understood after that robbery. Oh man, I, I might have came back. Yeah, I, I actually I would say this. I would say you know shout out to Aaron Gordon, man. We love Orlando loves you, man. You know, you know you have been you a winner, man. You're a two time slam dunk champion. Shout out to you. Really should be. Really should be. That's about it, man. We out. Peace.